0: Uh, Hello. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I just wanted to uh, see if you had a couple minutes to talk about the podcast. Yes, I'm dying to talk about the podcast. Uh, What's on your mind? Well, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, doing this, but I thought it would be good for us to talk a little bit about why we want to do it and what specifically it is we bring to the table that makes us doing a podcast potentially interesting for other people.
1: Yeah, almost like an episode that just like kind of introduces who we are, why I listen, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If we were going to do something like that, we would want to answer these kind of questions in it, but they're just really important for us to make sure we have solid answers to before we start anything anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess
1: the, I guess the theme of our show, right, is, is our friendship, and we've been friends for forever, so we probably should talk about how we met and how we became friends, and why in the world the show is called On the Phone with Josh.
0: Yeah. Do you actually remember the first time we started... I mean, we're doing it now. Like, this is us talking about talking. But do you remember the first time we talked about talking? (laughs) I I don't even follow the conversation anymore. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) So we are currently in the middle of having a conversation about having future conversation. I remember the first time we ever talked about being intentional, about talking. Do you remember that? Now I'm with you.
1: Yes, yes, I do. And that was, we had become friends in college. Uh, You had graduated. I was a year behind you. You were about to move back to Massachusetts. We went to school in Missouri. And we had just finished up a a run and we were standing out inside your apartment. You're like, well, that's kind of it. I'm heading back to Massachusetts and uh, I really want to stay in touch but I'm really bad at checking in with people. And I'm like, yes, me too. I'm terrible about calling people. So we just agreed. I don't know who suggested it, but we just agreed that we would give a sufficient amount of time for you to get there, get moved, get settled. And we scheduled a date that we would talk. And we just agreed that we would not get off the phone until we had set up another time to talk. And then that quickly morphed into, okay, let's talk every week at this time. And we've been doing that for... Like, I think at this point, 19 years we've been talking on the phone that way every week
0: at least. Yep. And I was thinking back on this when I schedule an appointment with somebody now, it is so easy because of Google Calendar and texting and all of those things. None of that was a major thing back then. So it's not like it was super easy to just flip open my, f- well, you know, to open my phone and pull up the calendar and say, Yep, I can talk then. I mean, I think I literally had to like pull up a, like traditional wall calendar thing. Yeah, maybe. Although I, I do think I had what did they call it? Like a, a a palm pilot. I had a palm pilot. I might have, I might have scheduled this in the palm pilot. See, you were fancier than me. You've always been fancier than me. <laughs> I, I definitely think I had a wall calendar that had like retro art from the seventies on it. Like it was like. <laughs> 12 months of retro <laughs> art. Um, I'm picturing like cats in a field kind of like horrible wall <laughs> calendar
1: kind of stuff.
0: No, I think it was like, it was like neon signs or like Andy Warhol kinds of, I mean, Warhol was not the seventies, but, uh, those kinds of things. I don't remember. I had one calendar once that was like NASA's like starscapes, but anyway, uh, <laughs> But I digress. So, yeah, that's when it started. From that point on, we have talked every single week, pretty much without stopping, straight through. I went to seminary. We've had a total of how many kids between your family and mine? Yeah, I've got three and you've got two. two yeah, so five.
1: Right, yes. right. Yep, I, guess... I can
0: add three and two. Yeah, So seminary doesn't cover that, I guess. No, nope. Though. I did have to take an extra math or science or something because at our alma mater, they offered a BA in Christian ministries or a BS in Christian ministries. And just for humor's sake, I went for the BS. Um, <laughs> it just, uh, I, how could I not? So I did have to take at least one extra science class, uh, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's 100% true, by the way. I don't know that I've said that in a long time, but that is 100% true. I actually never knew that,
1: but it fits your personality so well that I am not at all surprised. Uh But speaking of your unique personality, like that may be how we started talking on the phone, but that's not actually how we met. And I think that's an important story, too, because we were both working at the school cafeteria and... I think we remember this slightly different in terms of where we were positioned in the cafeteria. But either way, we barely knew each other. We kind of knew each other's names. We worked in the same place, and that was about it. And you came up to me, and you said, hey, I need somebody in my life to tell me when I'm being an idiot. And I think you're that guy. And
0: today i mean <laughs> you know it just doesn't sound like as much of a compliment as i meant it to like <laughs> at the time i really meant to compliment you and somehow when you retell the story it doesn't sound like i'm complimenting you
1: yeah I- i'll tell you what when i was living that experience i really wasn't sure what to make of it i felt that you were trying to
0: compliment me. So
1: I was okay with that.
0: At least I properly introduced myself. Hi, I'm awkward. How are you? (laughs) Um, Well, you know what I've done is for the last 20
1: years, I have never called you an idiot. I just, I have never done it. And I think it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you're a kid and you don't want to admit that, you know, that Santa isn't real because if you do, the presents will stop. And so now I just, I can never call you an idiot because then you're going to be like, thanks. I got what I was after
0: and you're out. So it's, it's the magic bubble. I can't do it. (laughs) You know, the way you originally said that you said, you know how you, there comes this moment where you need to, you don't want to admit that Santa is real. (laughs) I really thought there was going to come this moment where you were ready to admit that I was really an idiot. Um, And (laughs) uh, I'm glad that that's not yet the case, but, but idiot is definitely a word I use a lot. You said I I don't necessarily remember that the same way as you, and I don't remember saying it quite that way, but I am absolutely sure you are right because I don't get through a day before I say that if somebody does something, they're an idiot. Uh, I never call people idiots, but I will refer to generic people who do dumb things as idiots, (laughs) often throwing myself in the boat with them. Right, right, exactly. So we had these conversations that we were talking about, uh, and we really had this kind of solid rhythm for them, uh, where one of us would talk about what we were doing that week, then the other person would talk about what they were doing that week, and then we would jump into kind of a final thoughts segment. What were you thinking about this week? What was I thinking about this week? What I don't remember is how did that turn into a conversation about having a, a podcast?
1: Yeah, I think because once upon a time, I was thinking about writing a book collaboratively, you and me together, about what we've learned about friendship. And about uh, what we've learned about spiritual friendship in particular, because it's, it's not just that we've been friends. Kind of the overarching unspoken idea around our friendship is if we continue to talk together and we continue to work out our faith and our life and our, our day-to-day activity, if we continue to work it out together as friends, we will grow and that's actually proven to be true we have grown we have helped shape and guide one another through our friendship over the years and so i wanted to write a book that kind of encapsulated how that process has been for us and what we've learned about good friendship because i mean honestly this is a this has been a vulnerable friendship where we've really shared a lot of deep things with one another over the years and sometimes Uh, I don't even know what I'm thinking until I've talked to you. And my wife even knows this. She's like, just go talk to Josh and figure yourself out. (laughs) So (laughs) um, anyway, I wanted to write this book. And you said, I would love to write that book. That sounds great. But even more than writing that book, I would love to do a podcast where we just take this friendship outward. In other words, just to bring other people in and experience the kinds of conversations and the kinds of connection uh, that we, we already have.
0: Yes, that's right. I actually had forgotten that this came out of that book conversation, but yeah, that's exactly it. It's the idea of taking what has been meaningful for us, which is a conversation where we can have, like you were saying, vulnerable uh, but meaningful uh, conversations where we're collaboratively exploring life and truth and following Jesus sometimes controversial things, sometimes goofy things, all in the context of knowing that we can have a real conversation because it's okay. I'm not going to try to sell you on anything. You're not going to try to sell me on anything. We're just able to explore the topic and wanting to take that context and find some way to invite other people into it, to broaden the circle, to put more chairs in the circle. That's exactly what this is about for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's just what we've been doing for a very long time. I mean, exploring these concepts and these things. But we're, we're, we're kind of unique. I mean, you already alluded to the way we structure our conversation, and that is unique. Nobody else in the world I know of has a liturgy for how we talk. You know, you go, then I go, then you go, then I go. Like, uh, this is very unique to us. And uh, not that our podcast will have the same uh, structure, but that we're just unique individuals and we're kind of nerdy. We're we both met at, at college, we both got pastoral ministry degrees and then uh, you went on to seminary. I skipped a few steps and now I'm going to seminary. Uh, you've been a pastor for 18 years and and I have not. So we we talk theology and we talk life and we talk uh, all these kind of, Some would say heavier topics, but in a lighthearted, I think, a lighthearted way. So as we think about what's going to be involved in this podcast, I don't know that we're going to have like a lot of floofy kind of conversations. Is that a word?
0: I made one up. Floofy? You can make it up. Words are all about communication. Communication is a question of did it succeed and you successfully communicated. So we're going to call it a word. All right. Great. Thanks, Webster. You're welcome. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I mean... When I look at your life, like you said, you are a majority of the way done with your first of two planned master's degrees because you had signed up for your second master's degree before you even started your first one. (laughs) And all of this because you want to help pastors be, let's see if I can say this in a way that you'll agree with, that you want to help pastors be whole and healthy, meaningfully fulfilled people. How is that? Is that a reasonable way to say that?
1: Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I was just writing a paper today in which I kind of captured captured some of my thoughts. And the way I would say it, I think my my philosophy of counseling as it relates to counseling and
0: uh which is your second master's degree that you're going for, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I'm finishing up the
1: MDiv. And so the interplay between counseling and theology is really fascinating to me. And I think the relationship to me is uh, through counseling, you can address some of the obstacles and the barriers that keep you stuck, both relationally, emotionally, um, and but then I'd also say spiritually. And so by... By doing the hard work in counseling, you get to free up the junk that's in the way of your personal growth, including your spiritual growth. And so even though um, I'm not coming in as a pastor, I'm almost like clearing out the junk for God to work directly with someone's soul. Uh, that's how I see counseling. And then that's particularly how I see counseling for pastors, because pastors have that extra layer of not just— uh, Receiving, uh, you know, having their their relationship with God, but in some ways, mediating a relationship with God uh, for a bunch of other people. So, double the impact for making sure there's no barriers in the way.
0: Mm. Well, and this hits on, I, I think, one of the things that keeps us talking is at the end of the day, we are both people who care about the soul a lot. Our work always, whatever we want to be doing, whatever excites us, whether it's A book or an idea or a topic or whatever. It's about this idea of the interior life that we have both seen what happens when people have not well interior lives and when they do. And the difference is dramatic. Yeah. I
1: I think about that all the time from your pastoral experience because I think your pastoral experience is unique being um, an inner city pastor. You were that uh, in uh, Massachusetts and now you've moved back to Missouri, right back where it all started. And you continue to be an an inner city pastor and you see some really broken lives where souls are just uh, coded in uh, some really hard stuff. Uh, So I love that we we both love the theology and the earthiness of applying it to real life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and talk about, you know, you say I have a unique perspective on this. I don't know if anybody else experiences the impact of broken souls on a community the way you do. Every single day, you're leading at a 911 call center where Every minute of the day is about the chaos and hurt uh, that happens when people's souls are broken and how that impacts themselves and others.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. 911 uh, is a fascinating world, and I'm sure that we will talk about that uh, some on the podcast as well, just because it's, a, it's just a very unique perspective on the world. In some ways, it's kind of a, um, a depressing outlook. You don't talk to the most healthy of people in the most happy of circumstances. So uh, it's it's a very f- interesting work and it can really drive you to some negative thoughts if you're not careful.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, and with all of that said, I feel like I want to turn and like talk to the audience for just a moment, if that's all right with you, just to invite them into the conversation because that's really why we're setting this up as a podcast. Uh, We're going to have the opportunity for them to uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and all of those kinds of things. But whenever we talk, we're going to have all sorts of questions that we're going to be wrestling with. And we don't just want to talk together. We really want to invite a group of people into this conversation with us. And so we have started a Reddit thread on the phone with Josh that you can get to at r slash on the phone with Josh. Uh, Or download the Reddit app or go to reddit.com or whatever. And we're going to post all of the questions that we're going to talk about on here, on there, so that we can hear what everybody is thinking and what everybody has to say. And so that we can hopefully open this circle up to a broader group of people and create some space to think and talk and share and explore these things together.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to read that Reddit thread. And some so many of these conversations, I'm going to be just so eager to find out what other people have to think about this topic uh because I don't know that we're ever going to solve the world's problems in a 45-minute episode. It's just, we're just going to explore it and then that's going to be it. And so I look forward to continuing that conversation online. That's going to be great.
0: Yeah, and as a matter of fact, one thing I'd love to post and we'll be posting right after this episode, uh, so this will be up there all the time, is how did you get here? You know, we're talking all about how we first ended up at this point of being on this podcast. But every single person who's listening to this got here somehow. And I'm really curious about their journey that gets to this moment and how that sets them up to be interested in what they think we're going to be talking about, whatever assumptions they have about that or whatever questions land them or whatever it is something got them to this moment. Yeah, Uh, And I really want to hear from every one of you, what got you to this moment? And therefore, what are you hoping to engage with as we journey together?
1: I can't wait to read that as well. So I alluded to the fact earlier that these are going to be 45 minute episodes. I don't know how true that's actually going to be. We have never talked for less than two hours in our lives. Uh, We won't make them two hours, but 45 minutes, maybe we'll push it to 60 if we just can't leave the topic alone fast enough. But I think, you know, somewhere in that range, and we're going to publish uh, every week. So I think every Tuesday morning, everybody out there listening uh, can look forward to another episode Tuesday
0: mornings, and we can't wait to join the conversation with everybody. Absolutely. I can't wait. All right. Well, I am looking forward to our next conversation, and I'm looking forward to all you guys who are going to be joining us in that conversation. So talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Later. Bye.